I smoked a lot of weed back then, which uh, apparently does that to you. <laughs> Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Bowls and butts and bowls and bowls. You mind if I do it, Jay? So when are we smoking some weed? We have blunts here. I've never done a blunt. I do one. You're going to have to listen to this crazy man. I want my weed. It's just me and my ganja. Not if you were stoned at the time. Don't tell me we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Most indeed. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. 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 What's going on? Ooh, slipped it in. Slipping one in on a Friday afternoon. It's Black Friday, in fact. And we've got a special edition of Bowl After Bowl. We call them Bowls with Buds. Anytime we can get our buds together, sit down in the bowl. Then we do a little special episode, and we've got one we're very excited to present to you. I am Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And joining us from halfway across the world... The one and only Void Zero in the bowl. Howdy ho! Hey, it's hey. Void Zero. Hey. Really happy to be on. Absolutely. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you doing? Awesome. Yeah, I'm doing great. It's uh, it's a very nice uh, nice uh, Friday evening. I had to think for a second there. Yeah, Friday <laughs> evening. <laughs> Black Friday, you just said so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going great. It's going, uh, it's going fantastic actually, because uh, recently I've uh, I've started to go to the gym again, so I'm I'm really you know I'm in in better spirits than I used to be. Oh, nice! Yeah, got your energy up and everything. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah, feels great. I can I can recommend it to everyone. <laughs> That's awesome. So you just like go to a local gym then? Yeah, the cool thing is I live in a village where it's just it's it's uh, it's very safe. So we've got a twenty four seven open gym. You can just go there, have your you know keychain tag, uh, push it at the door, and you can just enter. And there, you know, there are office hours when some you know personnel is there, but there's also plenty of time when there's almost nobody there. So it's pretty nice actually. You can just uh, you know hit the gym and go uh, go home. Uh, at a time that is comfortable for you. So I've even heard people go there like in, in at one thirty in the morning. I mean, for me, that's just totally undoable, but right. I guess for some people it works and, you know, the possibility is there. So, and this, I mean, I, do, I don't know, it, maybe this is, is normal in the US or maybe it, you know, it, it happens over there, but here it's usually, it just doesn't happen. We are, uh, 
We are, in some things, we are very conservative and, and open hours for businesses is one of those things. It used to be that way until the whole, uh, the lockdowns, the coofening. Oh, I see. Oh, and interesting. Then a lot of things changed. Uh, you used to be able to get food until pretty late, go to like certain box stores until pretty late, but, uh, Hours goofing happened. Goofing, yeah. Hours rolled way back, and then oh. some of them relaxed a little bit, but they're still not back to like the old days. Oh, that's interesting. Things so it's a it's a reverse of what's happening here. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it I is. Think, I think it's just kind of like a a staffing issue. Like it also seemed to be that businesses can't really keep people hired or keep keep things staffed, and so they just cut back on the hours that they're open. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes I, sense. It's the economy and uh, definitely, yeah, all that stuff. Yep. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nice, and uh, still uh, working a lot. Uh, you know, uh, started uh, my own business in uh, March of this year. So everything oh, nice. I'm doing for No Agenda, I'm, I've started to do for. I mean, I'm trying to do for other organizations. Uh, it's not, you know, uh, going that fast. I still need to find, you know. Uh, uh, customers and everything, sure. clients, but uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's uh, chugging along. <laughs> so that's what we kind of want to start off with. And usually, if we get buds into the bowl for the first time, we always love to mm. talk origin stories. And uh, you have a lot of origin stories surrounding the No Agenda Show and kind of the infrastructure and uh, all of the all of the things the boys use. So we're very interested in. A couple of origin stories. First, kind of how you came to uh, meet No Agenda or uh, find No Agenda, cool. how you first yeah. got hit in the mouth, and then uh, yeah. sort of all the things over time that you've <laughs> set up for the show. Okay, are you strapped in? I'm strapped. I'm ready. I'm buckled. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I Click. know this is going to be a wild ride. Well, kind of. Um, it's been a long time. In fact, uh, when I met Adam... Uh, no agenda wasn't even a thing yet, uh, not even conceived yet. Very nice. It all started when it was just a twinkle um, in the Podfather's eye. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was pre-twinkle even. Could Ooh. be. See, um, the thing is, uh, before all of that, Adam worked uh, at a national radio station, Dutch national radio station called Arrow Classic Rock. Um. And this was at the time when he was first, uh, let's call it, getting red-pilled. So he, uh, he decided to enter the Matrix or, you know, or get out of the Matrix, I guess, or see behind the mirror or whatever. Sure. We're talking about, I guess, 2005, 2006. I was maybe 21, 22, 23. And... Um, I remember listening to Adam on the radio and thinking, wow, this is the first time I'm hearing somebody talk about stuff that I opened up my eyes to as well. It's all started for me. It's all, it all started at September the 11th, 2001. Sure. Yeah. That was, that was something happened uh, globally. You know, I mean, and the thing is, I remember where it was. Of course, everybody knows where they were. If except they were alive for back then, except for George W. Bush or H. W. Bush. H. <laughs> w. He did. He, he can't seem to remember. 
No. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. no, that's the JFK assassination. I'm getting my uh, <laughs> timelines mixed up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I see, because that one, yeah, that's also very interesting. But, and I, I kind of, you know, uh, not, not, not going too far off the tangent here, but. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, no, but the uh, the theory that John talked about uh, on No Agenda was he said that there was basically another um, group and they had the CIA and everything by the balls. And that's still something that's classified because they can't admit it and everything. That's sure. very interesting. But OK, that's it. That's it. That's a different one <laughs> right. to this one. So it was 2001, the 11th of uh, September, 2001. Um I wasn't, let's see, so it was 2001. I was 17 years old. So I snuck into one of the Dutch coffee shops. If, if you talk about a coffee shop in the Netherlands, it means a place where you can buy yeah, and smoke weed. Definitely. And back yep. then it was, I mean, now there's uh, restrictions, uh, uh, you know, uh, regarding smoking indoors in, uh, well, almost everywhere now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. back then you could, could just sit at the bar, you know, roll a fatty, uh, smoke it up. And uh, go back home in a different state. <laughs> of the good mine. old days. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was totally into that stuff back then. So, um, and then this thing, you know, it, they showed it on TV, and I remember that there were um, a lot of people who were like, "Yeah, this is what America deserves." Uh, a lot of let's call them import people, you know, mm. uh, the kind of people we now see, um, uh, protesting with the uh, Palestinian flags and everything. Sure. I mean, I, I don't want to make it controversial. It's just kind of the same group. All right. So anyway, um, that's when my eyes were opened now. Uh, um, uh, and I, you know, I was starting to browse the internet, uh, read a lot of stuff, uh, conspiracy here, there, everywhere, suddenly for me at least. And, it turned out Adam was kind of on the same uh, frequency as I was. So um, he tried to discuss all of these things <laughs> in his Dutch uh, morning, uh, you know, a uh, good morning Netherlands. I don't even remember. It was your morning, wa- he called it your, wa- your morning wake up call. I think, I think that's the name uh, of the show. And that was... Uh, in your morning. That was... <laughs> Yeah, something like that. Yeah, in your morning. Like the <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, of course, nobody took him seriously about any of this. He was the crackpot and uh, nobody wanted to hear about uh, all these uh, stupid theories. Sure. Um, so we're talking about 2005, six around there. And um, I was listening and I was like, yeah, this this is a really cool guy. And uh, I, did, I, I mean, I knew who he was. He he used to be a you know a very famous guy in the Netherlands when I was still a small kid. So I remember listening to uh, his his radio shows when when I was like three years old or something. Mm. <laughs> but this was uh, this was kind of a, a, of a different tone, and he was he was doing it in such of a showman like vibe. So he was he was making great show, great music, but the topics were just they were they were a little bit too hot to handle even for his uh sidekicks um and um uh, he also started to become more and more interested in ufos and stuff like that and so was i at the time i was uh i was uh connected to this organization well it's not really an organization was a one guy platform but he always 
presented it as an organization that was called Niburu. You know, the name of the 13th planet, the whole Zachariah Sitchin mm. thing. Uh, it's uh, about the, the story about the Niburu uh, planet that is said to um, be in a different kind of an orbit and it enters and leaves our solar system every 2600 years or something like that. Are you familiar with any of this? I've, I've read a little bit of that, but uh, I'm not deeply familiar. I've kind of came across it a couple of times. <laughs> You've missed some very interesting internet lore. Like I've seen the entrance to that rabbit hole, but I've not been down it, you know, if, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it, it got a big spike when there was this website called Zeta Talk mm. by Nancy Lieber. This was in the same period when I, I guess one of the one of the things that helped open up my eyes when I was you know already searching for stuff was the uh, coast to coast AM radio show. Yep, with Art Bell and uh, then later with uh, I want to say George Clooney, but that's not the right George. George. Oh, uh, who does it now? Come on, <laughs> help us out, chat room, George. Yeah. George, uh, uh, whatever Nuri, his name. Nuri, yep. Nuri, yeah. That see, it's close to Clooney. Nuri, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't and look uh, a thing like Clooney, but <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> and um, uh, he was he had this this woman on uh, his radio show, and her name was Nancy Lieber, and she had a implant um, that was put there in her brain by the Zeta Reticuli mm. uh, aliens. So you know the the really yeah, if you if you say alien, this is the face you think of the big almond eyes and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, so okay, she uh, uh, gave uh, a lot of air to the story about Niburu, and she said, well, in two thousand, I don't know, seven or eight, the Earth would see the entrance of this planet, and we would be shocked, and you know, Earth would be uh, in a revolution uh, because we would realize for the first time that aliens really exist and everything like that. Anyway, so that's the origin of the Niburu name for the website, and I was interested in that. So I came into contact with um, the guy who was running all of that. His name is Anton Teuben, which is a Dutch name, uh, Anton. And um, um, Anton, at a certain point, because he was like the famous guy you would talk to if you wanted to know anything about aliens. Mm. So Adam contacted Ad, uh, Anton. Uh, for, you know, an interview in Adam's radio show. And Anton said, well, I'd like to do it, but maybe you should talk to this guy that's who recently joined me because he's really into radio and his name is Mark. So that was me. Wow. And that's when Adam and I got introduced. That's beautiful. So I mean, it's a little bit of a long road, but yeah, we're getting there. Definitely. This is how Adam and I got introduced. In the most crap possible way. Exactly, exactly. This is our origin story. I love it. I, <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um, then uh, at a certain point in Adam's um, awakening process on the radio where everybody could be a witness, um, he um, dared to speak about certain mm, conspiracy, well, more like cover-ups of... Sure. Dutch politics and he named a certain name that shouldn't be named oh, no. in these you know in these ways which was um he's now he's now retired but he used to be uh basically the highest um 
government official. So he's under a minister. So a minister is one who gets, you know, elected by the people. Right. Or at least, well, I mean, it's it's representational uh, um, government. So uh, people choose the political parties. The political parties choose uh, uh, how to form a cabinet. And they uh, select the ministers. And those are, you know, the highest up in the chain of command. And under them are the secretaries of uh, whatever, like secretary of state, secretary of finances. And under them in the hierarchy is the highest guy in who's um, like a government, you know, employee. Sure. Because politicians are not government employees. So, and he dared to talk about this guy and um, open up like a can of worms about this guy, uh, secretary of justice um, and how there are very, I'm, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. You never know. Maybe you get nuked from orbit. Sure. <laughs> um, Not my but, radio you know. station. No. <laughs> or, or, you know, anyway, um, um, uh, he decided to uh, just open up the can of worms about this guy and his um, alleged connection to ped- pedophilia, uh, ch- child trafficking and all that stuff. And of course, because this is totally a bunk story, nothing is true about this. His lawyer went to the radio station and got the whole license pulled. Ah, oh. oh, man. So <laughs> this is the, yeah, exactly. This is the exact story about uh, how Adam uh, got a whole uh, radio station in the Netherlands canceled because he dared name this story in his morning show. So, so that was... Yeah, that, that's great because I've heard so many references to that story, but not actually the story. And I've looked online for people that might have recapped it in some forum or something, you know. But yeah, um, so it was a license pull. There was like a I always hear reference to a mysterious fire. Was that like a thing? Did that happen? F- well, no, I don't know anything about a, an actual fire. Okay, uh, maybe it's just a metaphor. Probably uh, like thermonuclear fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fire from above yeah. or whatever. Somebody, yeah. got, somebody got fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, a lot of people got fired then. And mm. uh, they, they you know, had to scramble to save the radio station. And they uh, managed to even continue it in a, in a more slim form. Like no morning shows or whatever. Damn. And you know, don't let anybody talk. (laughs) Isn't it strange? Yeah. Isn't it strange how these things always happen when people talk about stories that aren't true? Yeah. It's so, I mean, completely baseless uh, conspiracy theories and that kind of thing. I know, right? So, talking about fueling the fire, that's what this actually did. But anyway, Adam and I were connected at this point and we uh, emailed a little bit back and forth and. Um, Adam was like, well, I really do want to continue uh, a show like this. So back then it was even uh, discussed that I could be Adam's sidekick in some kind of a new online radio show. Oh yeah. I was like a kid in the candy store. I was so, you know, yeah. But, you know, things happen, things progressed. Adam was also working with uh, me, Vio and everything. And um, he got a bigger fish on the hook, which was very easy at that point because all fishes were bigger than me. So <laughs> that was John. Yeah. And he told me this, uh, but he said, I, I 
it's not like I want to get rid of you. And I know you're doing a lot of stuff with computers. So, hey, do you want to help out set up the new thing? I was like, sure, let's 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 get it all started. And uh, he was still doing uh, daily source codes back then, and it was always, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun, especially in the beginning days. I set up the zero node network, uh, the chat network. We're still using. Yes, um, thank God for that. By the way, yeah, it's it, it's cool, right? And back then, there wasn't even a no agenda channel. It was all daily source code, and uh, that's when just you know Adam would. Uh, play tunes, get a little bit drunk. We got a lot of fun on the on the uh, uh, on the RFC channel. Yeah, and somewhere later, he told me about. Well, uh, I'm gonna do this thing with John. It's called. Uh, we're gonna call it this, and it's uh, totally nothing serious. But hey, uh, you want to help uh, facilitate that with uh, the uh, IRC chat and everything? And that's when I said, "Well, let's uh, let's do it." And uh, we set up the chat, and. That was really the the beginning of uh, of No Agenda as I remember it. I mean, there wasn't a show opener yet. Uh, audio quality was uh, not what it is now, and uh, it went through uh, through through a couple of stages. You know, I mean, sure. you can hear it in all the shows, and sometimes Adam plays back something from like show two hundred or something, and yep. you can hear you can like totally different hear. sound. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was this uh, interesting progression, and and back then there was also a lot of things happening in Adam's personal life. So he was, um, at that point, um, he was going through uh, uh, many rough patches in his private life because, you know, uh, his marriage wasn't uh, wasn't going well. And I mean, this is all public information, so I, I hope he's okay with me sharing it here. But that also was um, uh, a period where he really needed to uh, hold on to something, and that was this radio station. So this radio station became his anchor and a lot of things that he went through, you know, um, back then uh, when he was doing the uh, Your Morning show uh, on Arrow, mm. he was married uh, and living in the, in the UK. Um, but I mean, he pretty much made a lot of uh, people who listened back then a part of his journey where uh, he moved to the US, got remarried, that marriage uh, eventually well, he he kept that away from the radio, I guess, because it was just it was a it wasn't the most fun time in his life. So he 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 didn't want to open up to that part, which was you know very uh very very difficult for for him back then. And he really uh, hold held on and still holds on to uh, to no agenda mm-hmm. uh, as uh, as as more than just a radio show, but really as something that's firmly rooted in. You know, um, figuring stuff out about life, about uh, current affairs, about how we're being manipulated by the media and advertising, which sure. is which is v- very true, and we've we've seen it in so many ways. So um, during those times, I I was one of the people, and there were others, of course, who really realized, well, this is really a a very important, fragile project that we're running. So. Let's set it up in a way that nobody uh, who is hearing uh, these, uh, whatever they're talking about, is able to pull the plug. And that was always, from the get-go, our number one goal is let's keep this, um, um, let's keep the foundation of this um, uh, ideologically connected to the principles of the internet, which is the open network that sure. it is um, where uh, censorship cannot 
you know, get a hold as long as you are not attacking the internet itself, basically. Right. I mean, there's, of course, there's bad actors uh, stealing IP addresses and everything. And then, and then, okay, your, your name is on the list. But as long as you're not doing that, it should be theoretically possible to keep a show running in which you can talk about whatever you want. Um, you know, of course, within certain boundaries, uh, but those sure, boundaries well, are like, like a given. Yeah. I guess there's always like the, the social barrier too, you know, like you can't really say anything you want to the point where you're going to just alienate every other person. But, um, that's kind of a, weird niche no, place you, to you go could, anyway. You could still, yeah, you could still do that and just have an audience of one. Right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, uh, right, but um, uh, I, I mean, there's there's just certain th- certain things like you cannot openly share addresses of illegal content or about, sure. you know, yeah. uh, I mean, those are like, like pretty logical speech boundaries and you'd be very dumb to cross them for other purposes as well. Yes. You no, know, it's the same like shouting fire in a the theater. You just, you're done when you do it. So we, we naturally stayed away from that. But other than that, there was always like, um, there were a couple of goals. One of it was keep it, um, keep things reachable. Um, keep, uh, keep supporting older uh, internet clients, podcast clients, everything like that. So don't enforce HTTPS. Right now, it's like given everything's HTTPS by default, but we come from a time when the internet was HTTP unless uh, you needed HTTPS. So like banking, banking websites used to be just regular plain text HTTP. And when you'd log in, you'd go through an HTTPS gateway and land back on an HTTP plain text website afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or wild west of the internet. Um, so, so yeah, uh, you know, a lot of things changed and, uh, I guess that the next interesting thing was that we got at first one really nice, uh, kind guy in our chat room called, uh, Alex, AKA Mr. Oil. Okay. And Mr. Oil is from the beginning of No Agenda when I was starting. Well, he came at, a, at the right time for No Agenda as well, because I was also still in education, uh, getting, you know, very busy and not really having the time to work on infrastructure uh, apart from the IRC chats and everything. So Mr. Oil, uh, who was a big, big, big um, um influence on on me you know uh, continuing the network as it is right now mm. and also was a very big supporter financially he he didn't donated infrastructure he paid for it and they set up um he together with um uh sir gitmo slave um frank they set up this um, kind of an organization, not really, but kind of, called Fral, which is Frank and Alex, <laughs> where nice. they wanted to, you know, yeah, they wanted to use that, and they did. They managed to use that as, like, uh, kind of a platform on which uh, No Agenda could have its own uh, kind of a radio station. Um, and also, they would be able to support other um um, uh, other uh, uh, podcasting producers. So, you know, there was kind of growth coming in there. 
And they were able to manage all of this. They used a certain hosting platform where they uh, were able to uh, set up a radio show uh, station on um, uh, the Shoutcast platform, which was back then was the uh, the Winamp uh, software everybody sure. used to you know get a radio station. They were the um, the alternative to Icecast. Yep. Like they were kind of on the same level. Uh, but Shoutcast was back then was the uh, the MP3 uh, streaming service, and it was impl- integrated in this web based management panel, and you could also host websites and everything. And this kind of grew. Um, so, like in in two thousand, I don't know, eight, nine, ten, somewhere, somewhere. I mean, you know, even today, chronolo- chronology chronology is not my my biggest. Oh, uh, dates uh, get really fuzzy and hazy in the <laughs> yeah, bowl. Dates definitely. get fuzzy. Even time zones are confusing. Oh, so sure. I mean, <laughs> I can get years wrong. <laughs> For the listener, I was a little bit late today. We had an appointment that was slightly earlier, but I messed up with the time zones. Anyway, <laughs> it ended up working out nice though, because uh, yeah, podcasting 2.0 ended up wrapping up. Uh, oh, cool, cool. Oh, so we're so, so are we live? We're on the Noage Industry stream too. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Hey guys. Hi, Noage Industry. It's nice to be here again. Yeah, let me get some of the cobwebs uh, gone again. Because I used to do, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, pre-show before uh, Darren uh, just knocked it out of the field. He's doing such a great task, but such a before pro. that. But uh, we'll, we'll get there. Out, Let's yeah. Shouts out absolutely. to Darren too, by the way. I think he's the one shouts that out. has the red phone to you somehow. Uh, Darren and the, and the guys who uh, come before that with the uh, with the folk uh, two hour folk music. Yeah, Congrats, guys. Yeah, the two oh, hour. It's also folk awesome. Hour. Yeah. So and and these are the roots of this. So there were other people, you know, kind of making radio shows. Uh, it was very difficult back then, especially because Adam was using this incredibly difficult system uh, called the Freedom Controller. <laughs> right. And yep. uh, still uses it. He still uses it. He's the only one who knows how to use it, I think. Yeah, I think there's like <laughs> three or four people on Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, from what uh, I hear, I don't act- know. I've taken a look at it, and um, it's definitely beyond my depth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's amazing. I think the reason I, Adam knows it so well is because he was a big influence on the development of it. So, you know, this is just a system uh, accustomed to Adam's needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, for, I think even a couple of maybe years, um, I was managing, uh, the chat room, um, and, and Mr. Oil, Gitmo Slave were, uh, managing, uh, the Fral infrastructure. And every now and then Mr. Oil would come in and he would ask me for, Hey man, can you, can you build me this? Can you build me that? And he'd always had these, these big plans with, with a lot of energy and a lot of excitement where he wanted to, you know, do things. So then I was like, yeah, let's do it. And I built stuff for him. And then after a while, he would lose interest and move on to the next thing. And I was like, uh, you know, I was starting to get to know Mr. Oil. So, okay, he's, he's kind of like this. <laughs> so, okay, I'll, I'll move in his direction. But I mean, uh, progressively slower as time moved on, because I just, I, I realized he was just, he was, he was like a kid in a toy store always. 
So he was just enjoying something and then moving on to the next thing and, yep. and searching for for all of the cool stuff he could do with something and see if it would impact like no agenda or uh, Frel or whatever. And uh, for 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 a lot of good, we had a lot of good years. For many years, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Us three, especially um, uh, doing this thing, me helping out, especially Mr. Oil, he making uh, uh, shows uh, after and before no agenda. Um, and uh, yeah, at a certain point, um, I guess uh, things just became a little bit more more difficult. He was getting um, uh, issues health-wise, getting issues. Uh, Frel wasn't doing uh, so well financially. So eventually the the technical pressure of, uh, or financial pressure, I should say, of mm. all of the tech uh, behind it uh, was uh, starting to get a little bit too heavy on his shoulders. And he was pocketing a lot of money. So, I mean, it was, it was his thing. He was proud of it, but it was just becoming a little bit too heavy to bear. And... Um, I guess they were kind of, um, they kind of hoped that Frel and No Agenda would integrate into a, uh, a single endeavor. Right. And that was just not on the table. It was never on the table for mm. Adam and John. Right. Um, so uh, uh, interest started to become a little bit too m- misaligned. Is that a word? Misaligned? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I guess that was uh, that reached a certain um, certain level. Are, are my are my notifications coming through you? Too, yeah, by the way, I, I think they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. let me turn those off. <laughs> um, so so um, that was just it was starting to become a little bit of a burden to Adam and John and uh, and the guys at Frel as well. And then Adam uh, Alex's health just started deteriorating fast and. Mm. I remember, you know, doing doing shout outs at the show, like help him out financially and everything. Healthcare in the UK is is, is very uh, very bad, and yeah. Alex is uh, is uh, just his, his health is going uh, getting worse and worse. So let's help him out. But um, it also moved to a, to a situation where, frankly, um, uh, the guys at Frel started to say, "You have to help us financially because if you don't." Uh, we there will be nothing to support no agenda and no agenda will be uh, will get pulled eventually from you know the systems so if you want uh, in in other words this wasn't literally what they said but in other words they they said something and i'm still paraphrasing but something like support us to support no agenda sure and that was a red flag to adam and john right because they want to remain totally independent and exactly Exactly for many reasons, sure. uh, not just for the financial or the, or the systems or whatever. And no agenda grew, uh, you know, and and kept growing. And um, at this point, Adam was just he was like, okay, I I need to uh, protect no agenda from all of these, uh, uh, you know, these things. Yeah. So I wanna uh, I, I now instead of using somebody who has been uh, generously donating all of his uh, stuff to No Agenda, I want to put No Agenda on its own infrastructure. And that was when Adam uh, reached out to me and said, well, hey, uh, could you take care of, of all of that? If we, uh, if we want to move it to a different direction, can you uh, 
help us manage all of that. And I was like, well, yeah, let's let's get it done. And so I, I also I saw the pressures and I saw, you know, uh, just that it wasn't it, it wasn't always a fun time at that point. So this is um, just for clarification. This is all of the back end infrastructure of like where the feeds hosted and who, the servers serving the MP3 out and the, yes. as well as the live stream. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember if we had a 24 seven live stream and I, I, Oh yes, I do remember. Well, there were a couple of things that happened before that. Yes. We had, um, we had a 24 seven radio station, which was managed by Frank. Um, he was using Sam broadcaster. Uh, so he was, you know, uh, he, he made a very cool radio station with faders and, and, and music uh, fading in and out and, and bumpers and everything. And, you know, listen to no agenda, um, and, uh, recordings playing back and stuff like that. It's kind of the same thing we have now, but just a, a totally different, uh, windows based setup he was using and it worked well, except for the live streams. Adam always had to contact Frank like, hey, I want to go live at this and that point. And he was getting a little bit fed up with that because it was just, it was a little bit uh, difficult or sure. uh, Frank would be uh, unreachable because he was at work or, well, just a lot of, uh, uh, you know, small things that could go wrong. Definitely. Um, so that was still happening. So we're still on those, you know, in, in the story, we're still on those platforms and, and live stream and everything. Mm-hmm. And... Before Adam got really fed up, he was like, well, maybe maybe it's a good idea to move away all of the MP3 hosting from, I don't even know where it used to be, and put it on the same infrastructure, you know, the frail infrastructure. Um, Mark, can you help us do that? Mm. And that was, that was my first, <coughs> excuse me, that was my first um, technical job beyond just, you know, being on standby for incidents that used to happen and uh, the chat room and everything like that. So um, I remember moving all of the stuff to the Frel infrastructure, the MP3s, getting the hosting ready, using multiple servers. Oh man, I, I remember using, you know, naming the servers, which is a lot of fun on its own. <laughs> sure. Got Waldorf and Statler and, uh, you know, those old guys from the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i go many many days. Yeah, exactly so so it's just you know small small memories uh, attached to that um and then i don't i still don't quite know what happened but something happened at apple side that changed how um all of the apple devices which was like you know the ballpark um, or the, the gross of it, like most of it, sure. um, was, uh, was downloading the MP3s. And I think it was that they used to download all of the MP3s at once and just cache the whole file when they were playing back and they moved to the um, chunked file download thing. So mm. you listen, it buffers for like 30 seconds and uh, during your playback, it it requests new information from the server. Gotcha. So instead of getting the whole file all at once, it just gets the pieces it needs and it might not ever get the whole file. Yeah. If you don't listen to the whole thing. Exactly. Mm. And that was a DDoS on our end because suddenly instead of just one request per client, 
it was the thousands of re- requests per client oh, for small chunks of files. So I, re- I remember being like so stressed because downloads weren't working anymore. And it was like the first thing I did for them was, uh, you know, that really uh, uh, made a change was host the MP3s and now this happens. Yeah. So, and all I, I, I remember Adam being so patient about this. Like, yeah, you know, I, I trust you just... Just figure it out and uh, don't worry about it and you'll get it done. And just being a very supportive guy and totally not, you know, uh, hitting me with, uh, why is it not still not working and everything like that. So I was like, okay, cool. He, He believes in me. Now I can get it fixed and whatever. So, okay. Um uh, conservative estimate three weeks. <laughs> That's how long it took to Damn. figure out what kind of web servers I needed, uh, what the protocol was doing, all that stuff. And yeah. still HTTP only HTTPS wasn't even still wasn't a thing. So yeah, just interesting. And at the same time, just, Oh man, it, it was the most nervous time in my life. I think still, <laughs> I mean, I have two children now and maybe, you know, being that nervous was the same as, uh, when we were uh, ready to get our first child or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. But okay. Uh, so that happened and you know, it, 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 I got it fixed. We got it fixed and, uh, everything was working, but then the, uh, the, uh, the stuff I, I mentioned before started to happen. Uh, the, the good vibes were kind of becoming more stressful, especially because uh, Mr. Oriol was just, he was in a bad, you know, getting into a bad place, especially with his health and his health affected his emotions. And um, so, so Adam was like, okay, I, I just, I, I got to pull the, the important thing out of this and get this onto the new infrastructure. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, when, uh, when he asked me to, uh, to take all of it to, uh, you know, a, a, its own separate hosting. Uh, they would foot the bill. I just had to uh, see where we could do it cheaply because No Agenda just didn't have the donations, you know, in uh, in the same amount that they do right now. Sure. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of figuring stuff out: how to do it on the cheap, how to do it, uh, you know, at a good company, uh, uh, get the hosting in order, and uh, finally we uh, settled on an uh, organization that we're still uh, with uh, today. It was just. Uh, it's a rock stable uh, company called OVH, where uh, hosting is just uh, is uh, superb, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, you know I mean that's all the rest is uh, I don't know is, uh, is is kind of just developing from from there, and we went through th- through um, maybe maybe like four iterations, so different uh, distributions. Um, Changing servers, uh, me driving to uh, 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 our own data center here where I do my development work because the server would, I don't know, uh, lose uh, connectivity and I didn't know what it was or stuff like that. So uh, it was just, yeah, it was uh, really me just, you know, the young technician figuring out how everything works and just getting it done. And yeah, just a lot of faith being put in me, uh, especially by Adam, but by John as well, of course. That's fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of so, stuff that uh, I didn't know in yeah. there ever, and uh, especially the early days starting out because yeah, you know it's it it's funny. Everybody has their own kind of timeline of no agenda, and like nowadays you'll hear donations. Hey, long time listener here. I found you guys during COVID. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I yeah, I think I came around 2014, and uh, oh, cool. Okay, uh, oh, almost 10 years. 
and and had not heard any of the the frowl st- type stuff. I also never knew that the IRC predated No Agenda itself. That the Zero cool, Network right? has yeah. been around that long. I mean, <laughs> I've met some of my closest lifelong friends. Uh, I first talked to them on that Zero to Network. So thank, awesome, like, cool. Thank you nice. personally from me for putting that oh, together because wow, like uh, that's great to hear, man. No Agenda yeah, brings you're us absolutely to- welcome. No Agenda brings us together and like is like the beacon yeah. or the signal, but then. That IRC zero node network is where we actually talk to one another and meet, and then it facilitates like meeting in real life. And yeah, like some of my some of my tightest pals, uh, I first communicated with on IRC that you set up. So like, <laughs> awesome! We all owe you a great debt of gratitude for it. Yeah. Oh, no worries about that. It's just it's uh, it's always been a pleasure to be of service, and that's how I started doing this. You know, I started, I was, uh, so I was a student. I, I didn't have enough money to uh, get a decent meal back then. And uh, it was, uh, it was just like, okay, no, oh, it's my, uh, it's my phone alarm going off. Oh yeah. Um, it's time to so go like, on bowls with buds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I still remember that the, the decision I made was like, I cannot donate any of my money. So I'm just going to donate my time. And that's what I've been doing uh, for, for you know, uh, just almost the entire life No Agenda has been, been having and even before that. So it's just, it's just, it's always, for me, it's always been a, uh, um, just, a, you know, it's an honor to be of service to everyone who's using Zero Node, to uh, John and Adam as well. And I think that what they are doing is is very important as something that, just has the right to exist on the internet. Absolutely. I've always been very clear about one thing and that, that was never said to me. That was always my own decision is as a systems administrator, I am here to build the highway, you know, build the access, build the infrastructure. And it is my job to not, um, um, uh, say anything about the content they are, uh, you know, publishing. So I've never had like, okay, you cannot talk about this or I'll leave or whatever. Sure. Because this all falls into that sacred space of freedom in, in the, uh, in the intuitive sense. So I, I mean, I, I always knew they wouldn't go off on something that, you know, like, like something, so, so they wouldn't go to a place where I would feel totally, uh, uh, uncomfortable with sure but even if they would um if it's just about not being comfortable with something i mean of course they've said many things that i just uh, just don't you know i have or at least have my own perspective on right and that was never the um for me that was never um a reason to do this or not do this it's always been about facilitating and um i mean you know these guys you can trust not to uh, go too far into left field. Sure. So, um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was most important thing for me. And uh, we, I mean, this was like, like the, the first um, thing that proved that was the zero node network. It started because I, um, I was on a different IRC server uh, network uh, with uh, somebody else and my name, Void Zero, his name, Level Zero. 
Ooh. And we were both disappointed by the direction that the uh, channel owners were taking that channel, which was uh, hash Linux on IRCnet. Mm. Um, so we were we were kind of just dissatisfied with how things were going in that channel, just uh, random bands and whatever, and just a little bit of an elitist kind of vibe. Uh, uh, Jannies so and mods we, going out of yeah, control. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. And and just like, um, well, it, it was not like the Reddit kind of thing where you said something that hurts my feelings, so I'm kicking you out, but more like um, you're 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 not pro enough. <laughs> oh, like that. sure, or, I got or, you. Yeah, yeah. So that you're was just even, learning. So fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In a like Linux that. chat, I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, could be a BSD channel almost. <laughs> um so so he he and I we decided okay let's just uh and it was in in the same kind of uh time period where no uh, uh daily source code and everything so he and I decided to build this network for exactly the same reason uh the message of the day is still the message of the, you know IRC has a message of the day when you sign on. Mm-hmm. These days, the clients are able to ignore those things, but it's like the opening text when you enter an IRC network. And um, we set it up like freedom of speech, just don't do anything illegal. That's pretty much it. And uh, that's why uh, it's called zero node, is because it was level zero and void zero, creating a new node where people could talk. So, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, until nice. he kind of lost interest and I always had to wait too long for him to uh, push updates that I was already, uh, you know, I, I already deployed and then the networks wouldn't connect. And, and at some point I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think you're you're really interested in, in, in this anymore and you're not <laughs> picking up my phone calls anymore. So I'm just going to boot out your network. And uh, that was the end of, I, I never heard from him since. So he was like, probably like relieved or something. I don't know. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, that was uh, that. That was the beginning of zero node, and um, uh, we always decided to keep that as like um, um, a theoretical entity because that's just what it is. Uh, separate from no agenda, it's not the no agenda IRC network. Right. It's just zero node is its own a kind of entity where no agenda has a channel, and Adam can create other channels, and uh, so that also means. Like safety for no agenda means that anything that happens on the server will not uh, be, you know, uh, immediately connected to no agenda. Sure. So it was a it was a little bit of a foresight, I guess, into how no agenda would uh, would develop eventually. Nobody would have thought that in two thousand and twenty three, almost two thousand twenty four, no agenda would still exist. I mean, we just we just had fun and wanted to continue the fun. So so that's 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 all this is basically. That's so and awesome. Just like you say, people connecting and you know people uh, meeting up and yeah. So uh, so on the new uh, new situation, it was. Um, I uh, wanted to find something new to um, uh, continue on the uh, the twenty four seven radio stream. Sure, uh, you know, uh, looked at a lot of different things. Looked at running a Windows uh, uh, server and uh, running a Sam Broadcaster on that, like uh, uh, Frank used to do it. But that would just it, it wasn't really my thing. I enjoyed the tools, and I also I didn't want to uh, run my own computer on uh, a network and that being like uh, the 
you know, the uh, the system that would have the post-it note that says "Don't turn off or die." Um, so, <laughs> so I, I I mean, I wanted to build something uh, something new, and we finally I settled on something called Liquid Soap, yep. which is a weird name, but yep. it's uh, it's a programming language for uh, used to be just for audio streams, but now for video streams as well. Um, so I just hacked up something and, uh, that is uh, what we're still using today. Nice. It's a little yeah. bit out of date. could probably be coded better by somebody who's actually, uh, a programmer. Huh. Um, that's what we use, uh, the, Oh, you do we actually use a, oh, that's cool. We have it delivered with Azura cast. So they basically give you a, uh, ice cast server plus liquid soap. It's all integrated into one thing. Oh, interesting. Or, or one nice oh, easy yeah, dashboard. That, that, that reminds me. Yeah, I think I think that what set me on this trail of liquid soap was uh, Rhino the Bearded. He had this system called Airtime, which uh, was, yep. uh, yeah, the uh, Ubuntu uh, uh, system for managing a stream. And, you know, uh, behind the curtains, we use uh, uh, liquid soap. So that's what we, uh, what I settled on, I think, because of that. Yeah, it's a nice. A uh, hazy on that. Nice part, piece of software, yeah. definitely. It is. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the No Agenda stream code is actually on GitHub, so people can download it and uh, modify it as they want to. Oh, solid. It's on uh, github.com slash no agenda, and uh, you can find it from there. Well, I think there's a good point to uh, kind of catch up on some input that we've had, including some boostograms. Um, cool. I don't know how much you've been playing with this new... Uh, podcasting 2.0 situation or anything post that, but we can talk uh, about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the meantime, we have had some live boostograms, which a third of which are going to your Albi wallet, by the way. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So I, I got that all uh, searched down and figured out. Uh, shout out to Pfeiffer for helping me find the uh, proper tag for that. Yeah. And speaking of Pfeiffer, he's the awesome guys. he's the first boost in the door with 11,821, which is uh, actually a mis- extended Missouri smash boost. Missouri smash! 1821, that's when our state Missouri was founded, so he's a fellow uh, Missourian. And uh, he's boosting from Curiocaster. He says, in the bowl of Void Zero, thanks for always lending a hand when asked. Oh, you bet. It's my pleasure. Uh, Rock on. Oh, thank you, Pfeiffer. Next up, we had uh, Tunta. 3333 out of uh, Fountain. He said, open up all the worm cans, please. <laughs> <laughs> no worm can left unturned over here. That's for sure. I did my best. <laughs> yeah. 10,001 sats from Harvat was next. Uh, he's boosting the live tag from Curiocaster. And then we had Chad F with 3333 out of Podverse. He says, this is the greatest No Agenda origin story ever. <laughs> I think so. I think The I one and only. There you go. Uh, Void Zero, he's kind of like the day zero of all the infrastructure. So You know, one of the fun things is when I talk about uh, with Adam about these things, and he's like, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And that's all... Well, pretty much the only thing he says about anything I'm I'm sharing. <laughs> this that's must be great. like an epiphany to him again, you know, like, oh my God, there's so much I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about, uh, anytime you get together with old friends who, uh, yeah. you know, you can kind of like, uh, put these Pick shattered, the <laughs> put these shattered memories back together and kind of yeah. remember 
a little bit better what happened to you <laughs> in the hazy days. I've got some hazy years for sure. We just had yeah, a same year. Uh, oh, wow. Just had a pew come in from Rolling On Show, also for thirty three thirty three sets, uh, saying enjoying this chat. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, we also do have a voicemail line, by the way. If you have a question for Void Zero, you've been wondering something for ages. Um, you can always call 816-607-3663 and uh, leave a voicemail. We did have a caller do that so far. Would you like to answer a, an, a question? Yeah, sure. You want to do that now? Yeah, let's do, uh, let's do the one that we've got, and then we can All right. um, talk a little bit about 2.0 type stuff. But here uh, Yeah, here we go. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, Void, but you've got a silky, velvety voice, and I just... It's very comforting and soothing to listen to. I hope that's not too <laughs> too forward. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to begin with questions. I, I, I just find myself in awe of the things that you have created. And uh, I guess that's more so what I was calling to comment on. It's It's very surreal to think that somebody that is so far away from my current location halfway across the world could have such a dramatic and positive impact on my life. I I just don't have enough words in the English language to thank you for the things that you have done for the No Agenda community as a wow at large. I mean, it's, it's oh, some really man. phenomenal stuff. Um, getting into the IRC chat room at Zero Node, I mean, that's like a, a flashpoint almost of, uh, I mean... So much has happened after <laughs> going through that tiny little step of figuring out how to register a, a nick on uh, <laughs> yeah. the IRC. Sorry about that. And it's just been a continual path of uh, trying to learn as much as you can with the knowledge that you already got, which is, spoiler alert, not a lot. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, you know, I really want to express my gratitude for the things that you have brought into my life, the people that you have brought into my life. It's, um, it's, it's really just amazing stuff. And, uh, thank you for your courage. And I hope y'all have a blessed day in the bowl. In, in the, the bowl. bowl. Well done, Booberry. Uh, yeah, there's a softball question. Not really a question. Just a lot of love. <laughs> How to shut up a guy in one voicemail. Oh, I am just, Tears in my eyes right now. Yeah. Well, this is the nicest thing, and I'm, I shit you not, this is the nicest thing I've ever heard. Aww. Thank you so much. Who was this? This is Booberry, the Mothman of the Miniocalypse. He does uh, Behind the Schemes with Lavish on Monday nights. Yeah. Oh, great. So we con connected before. Well, thank you so much. Um, that's just, it's an honor. And I'm so happy to hear that this, because this was my number one goal is connecting people together, facilitating something that is like a platform that is just one rock solid because there's nothing more annoying than when you try to use something and it doesn't work. So, you know, all the upgrades and everything is just always stability first. So when I, I need to do something, I make sure that nobody's impacted. If I want to update something, uh, people will not notice the change. Um, just keep keep it all working. That's the most important thing for me. So um, 
I, this is just, this is the most heartwarming thing in, in No Agenda Land that I've ever heard. And I'm, I'm so thankful to you for, for saying that to me. It's just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's we've, we started in 2007. We didn't know where, where, where it would go. Obviously there is a big, big, big community element. And for me personally, I mean, if I can get, you know, I mean, this opens up a lot of things in, in, in my own, um, you know, uh, emotional, uh, uh, it's just, it, it's just, I went to a lot of things while keeping the network afloat and uh, while getting uh, stuff uh, migrated from network frail to network, no agenda and uh, doing, doing more. I mean, there were these three weeks when stuff was just not working at all. And that was when Apple changed their shit. But other than that, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very happy. I'm, I hope that many people, uh, have been able to connect in these ways and in other ways, you know, the meetups and everything. Yep. For me, it was always very difficult to, um, um, connect beyond a certain point with other people because I tried to do that with, uh, and I did do that with, uh, with, with Alex and Frank mm-hmm. and we got into, uh, troubled waters where my energy, uh, levels were just impacted by his, uh, by, by, by their, uh, by the struggles that we had together, like okay, no agenda was you know moving to this other platform, and um, I was innocent in all of this. But one of the guys said, "Well, this is a gra- you're you're uh, it's a power grab, and you're pulling everything towards you now." And I was like, "Power grab? It's not even my thing. This is just." But you know, there was a lot of blame, and it cost me a lot of energy and s- stuff like that. I had I had physical issues uh, at a certain point. I uh, had two uh, two two times in 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 I think one year where I had a spontaneous collapse of my lung, which was like I had I was I was I was I I was very underweight. Um, I smoked a lot of weed back then, which uh, apparently does that to you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. you know, smoking weed and gaining weight are just incompatible with each other. It seems right. Which means, yeah. So, I mean, I, I stopped at a certain point and now, uh, you know, fast forward to what I started to show with <laughs> going to the gym to lose a couple of pounds. Oh, sure. St- stuff certain cha- certainly changes. There you go. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, that was all just things that, that, that happened with me and, um, with, the, with the whole frail situation, I just realized that if I want to keep the network afloat and in optimal order, I cannot get too distracted with, um, just things that might impact that. Sure. So... So, um, I, I, I tried and I still, I think, I mean, I, my biggest shortcoming is, is in my, like how I, how I still view how I'm doing this is just my interaction with the no agenda community because I, this is the community I care about most of, of, you know, uh, of everything, but it's very difficult to, uh, try to connect, but also to, um, keep myself distant uh, distanced, um, so that I am able to keep things running 
even if something goes wrong with like like a person or a relationship or whatever. Totally. Does that make sense? Because yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's tough because it's you, you can't make it like a <laughs> you're married to a person and then you have all of their baggage, you know, like uh <laughs> Right. And, and there were times when I, when I really try to, uh, uh, so I, of course, uh, uh, many times somebody would, uh, pop into my, uh, private messages and they would say like, Hey, I really want to help out. I love the show so much. Sure. Uh, I like, uh, computers, I like working with Linux, whatever. Can you <laughs> show me around? And then I would really take, take, take maybe weeks even to show somebody how everything worked and they would just bail on me. Yep. And that is the biggest energy drain that exists. Mm. Well, the one guy I, uh, he was also mm. the last guy uh, with whom I connected who finally dropped the ball before at, at even doing anything. Uh, his nickname was Mountain Vortex. Guy, if you're listening, just connect with me and just, you know, let's, let's, let's try to make a better ending than the one we had where he just suddenly disappeared and left us all wondering where's this guy yeah i really hope he's okay but there were issues so so that that stuff happens and because you're uh you're um you know it's 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 all based on volunteer work um yep. this all changed in the beginning of this year where i i said well guys uh, my life's kind of changing and i would like to get start getting paid for what i do is that okay and they were both like, yeah, totally. If if you need this, uh, you know, you've always supported us. Let's support you right now. So, I mean, I've, I've never really tried to, you know, uh, shine a light on this because it's like, okay, okay, look at me right now. But I'm very proud of this because it's also just... Uh, it's, 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 it's the first reward in like how many years? 17 years, I guess. Yeah, you can't <laughs> uh, financially speaking. Yeah, you've got to so. have that value cycle, you know. Uh, yeah, for, and I mean, I'm 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 getting older. I got two kids now. Got a house. Yep. Um, 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 I really uh, need to uh, start earning money <laughs> at this point in my life. So I mean, my wife was able to pull a you know uh, pull the wagon for a long time. It's, right now, it's just time that we both do equal parts and not just me doing volunteer work sure. because I love the world so much. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so. definitely. Well, and that's funny you mentioned that because I've been guilty of the same being like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in on your project or people will approach me and be like, can, would you uh, help us with this project or do you have interest mm. in doing this project? And I'm like, I'm like 98% of the time. Yes. Always. Yes. Even though I'm like, you know, I've got a full-time job, four kids to do this show. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, oh, like you got four, Yep, so far. Wow, kudos. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I got two and they're breaking up the uh, the house every time they need to go to bed. So Definitely. <laughs> well done. Oh, man. Uh, there's some other pews that have come in while we were talking, including uh, mm -hmm. Big Daddy Darren O, uh, 66,666. Hey, wow. Out of Podverse, he says, Happy Black Friday, bowlers. Void Zero is the man. <sighs> Darren, man, I mean... Darren is one of these guys who just, he knows how to really, um, really lighten up the mood with his, with his presence. Because if Darren enters the room, Darren's there yep. and he just, he, he brings with him this, this great energy, the supportive energy. 
He's got a voice like, oh, my Lord, how is this guy not on national radio or international radio? I mean, wow. It's just Darren is is one of these guys who just keeps on rocking. Absolutely. Got so much respect for that. It's just, yeah. yeah he's rock solid. Very happy that Darren joined the, the chat room, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, without a doubt. And of course, Sir Bemrose. I mean, I I, I keep thinking, I, I want to mention him. I want to mention him. But Sir Bemrose is the other guy who... In, in one of the most vulnerable times, uh, helped me out and is doing the same thing that he started doing back then. So we were getting our first child. He's now seven years old, Stephen. And uh, I said, well, hey, uh, I don't have time to manage the, uh, the, the, the um, content part of the stream anymore because it's just too much work, downloading all those MP3s, getting the metadata in order, and, you know, just refreshing content every day. So, hey, can you help me out for a while? And he said, well, sure. And I mean, Sir Bemrose is still doing that until this day. So, I mean, these guys, I'm thankful for so much. They just, they, they help me out in times when, when life was just getting, you know, interfering with everything that I wanted to do. So if we're, if we're doing shout outs and hugs and everything, then right. these guys, they, they deserve absolutely Definitely. huge shout out. Yeah, yeah. We, we appreciate Darren O and all of the value he brings to the community at large, for sure. He's put uh, a very professional face on it, you know? Which, yeah, uh, and, so, and so stable every Thursday oh, yeah. and Sunday. Yep. He's just there and yep. he's... Uh, just like clockwork, never misses a Yeah, beat. It's fantastic. Total pro. Yeah. Total pro, man. What do you have for for lunch, Darren? Because it's just <laughs> we gotta get that it. kind of fuel, man. <laughs> we'll have what he's having, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Uh, he also sent a make-in boost because that first boost, I've got uh, some node issues uh, with the splits. So uh, he just sent the first boost to the podcast at large, but then... He zeroed in on that live tag for the second boost and said, take two more sats. I hate it when things don't work uh, yeah. for 66,666 again. So, uh, Darren, I will return the first boost uh, in kind. Muchos gracias. It's, uh, yeah, fantastic. I'll shoot it at a rock and roll pre-show or something like that. Uh, and yes, I will be fixing the node. I'm working on that. Oh, man, this is podcasting 2.0. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it'll be sa- stable with 2.1, right? Exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, still developing it. Right <laughs> Writing exactly. it right now. Yeah. Uh, Circus Media came in with 3333 out of Fountain, and he just said, thanks for all you do, Void Zero. There's the dings. My buddy. pleasure. He Thank says, you. such a pleasure to join you in the bowl. Cheers. Uh, nice. 10101 from Bully Steed out of Fountain said, Mission accomplished, Void Zero. IRC is the community glue. Thank you for making it possible. And really? Uh, me. I mean, I keep thinking, is IRC still, is it okay? Shouldn't we move to something more fancy? There's these chat services that are, but okay, I, I guess IRC is still that's, doing the thing. That's the thing, man. Like a lot of people <laughs> talk about new this and new that, but. In my experience, IRC has been the whole, if it ain't broke, why fix it? I mean, IRC protocol is older than I am now. 
Yeah, at some point I did decide to move that to uh, to VPS servers because IRC was the biggest limiter on being able to actually upgrade the servers. Uh, yeah. Every time I wanted to do a reboot, a network would go down. One of the servers would go down in the network, and then you know you had the net split with uh, forty people leaving or something like that. So, I mean, there's downsides to IRC for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, but okay. It's the, it, it does uh, the thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the, uh, it really, yeah. I think that the community glue is the best way to put it. What Bully Steed said, where like, you know, where you get the instant real time feedback and you can actually talk to people and we're so geographically spread out. All of us we weirdos, are, yeah. which is kind of a blessing and a curse type thing, you know, to your point earlier where, uh, the energy drain, I kind of, I, I've had like wild daydreams where we all like just make our own city and it's like a little fucking weirdo commune of village into people. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that would just, we'd get sick of each other like pretty quickly. But this nice like geographic spread that we have where when we can actually get together in person, it's like something we cherish because it's special and rare. But then we can talk to each other any day, any time over through this IRC and that's like the immediate response you know and if you're not there and you don't get right. it then yeah. you're not there and you don't get it but if you are there then you can you know you don't have to wait for an email to be responded to right or, yeah that's very cool and, and of course we, there's no agenda social as well yeah no agenda social is a nice uh addition to that but you also get kind of like the um i i understand what adam gripes about with the memes you know it's not yeah. like he doesn't like image macros. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying, like, you know, there's a lot of Facebook tier boomer memes up there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, it's it's so much harder to pull that off in IRC, you know, because IRC is like links and text, links and text, and it all just keeps going. It keeps scrolling, you know. So it's not. It's just a different environment that you really can't foster with any other protocol right now. And yeah. There are other chat protocols, and uh, a lot of the elitists think that they're better, but... People tried. Also yeah. on our network, they tried with uh, Matrix was one of the things. Yep. Like a Matrix to IRC bridge mm -hmm. and uh, Discord. People tried Discord. Uh, Discord, for me, it's just... it It's... I It, it gets... It, it grows out of hand yeah, way too quickly. There's just too much bullshit in Discord. Yeah. Yes, and too every, many servers, every too many topic ideas. has its own server. So, yeah, I mean, instead of creating a channel like we have now, one network with multiple channels, right? You have one server with multiple channels oh. for every topic. It's so a, that's just—it's a mess. Yeah, there's no way you can keep impossible. up with all that. Yeah, yeah. I and uh, IRC offers something nice to uh, people who like to program, dabble a little bit. I personally am the most comfortable in IRC, and I cool hear a lot of people tell me this in irc so <laughs> you know yeah um so anyway yeah i think many people feel this way but so how about the meetups do you uh, do you go to meetups for example we started organizing the kansas city meetups because we heard a bunch of you know ah, meetup announcements and yeah we kept waiting for a while yeah it was when like, meetups started it was like a right. year or so of like waiting for kansas city to be name dropped on the next upcoming meetup and then it occurred to Lorian and I, like, you know, we just need to make one or we're never going to hear Kansas City, like, you right, know, right, announced. Right, right. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've organized some. Um, need to get another one figured out. 
Yeah. We've been doing it since, was it 2019 or 2020? Somewhere right in there. I think in 19. Yeah. Excellent. So that was just, so that was like uh, right before COVID maybe. Yep. Or. That's right. Yeah. And those were wild Uh, times trying to find places to meet up. uh, They'd be shutting down as we got there. And so eventually we're like, okay, we have to find an open air place to meet up because everything is closed. So we thought, why not the dog park? Get to the dog (laughs) park. They locked the gates. No. (laughs) Yeah. We had one that was allowed at the dog park. And then the second time we did it, their gates were locked and like there was caution tape and bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrible. Outside. Such a clown allowed. show. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you can't yeah, stand on this patch times. of dirt and grass outside because there's a <sighs> killer mutant virus on the loose that didn't get <laughs> <Yeah>. anybody. <laughs> oh, man. People just changed. Yeah, such a ridiculous period. You know, I, I do have to say that, I mean, I, I, I used to be in conspiracies like people. Before most people who are right now are still into those things. Sure. Before uh, they were cool. Even knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my opinion about many conspiracies just uh, took a 180 degree turn when I saw people hoarding toilet paper. Oh, man. <laughs> I saw nice. people hoarding toilet paper. That was the exact moment I knew that the Illuminati does not exist. <laughs> 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 Come on, man. Toilet yeah. paper. Toilet paper, man. Really? Okay. Suddenly, I'm not one of those guys who believe that there's this council of 13, you know? Right yeah. now, I just believe the uh, there's this Dutch saying. There's probably an equivalent English saying that says if one um, sheep jumps over the dam, multiple will follow. Yep. yep. That was what this is. Like, people are ants. That's that's the funny thing. It's like uh, people have this idea of, oh, it all boils down to just like seven guys at this shadowy room at one table. (laughs) But really, like if you just get a a plaid fucking suit from a thrift store and put it on, you can control a lot of people (laughs) with that and a clipboard just knocking on their door. Hey, I'm from the uh, coalition of fucking you over. And uh, we, we're looking for community input. <laughs> Boom. Exactly. Like, it's easy. It's easy to Got get them. Like, people are actually begging and demanding to be controlled. <laughs> yeah. And the other, other like, like people who think they're smart but are almost smart. The midwits. Like, hey, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I figured it out. I figured out there's the guy who's doing it all. Oh, and uh, then it turns out that the world is just a very, very big multipolar place where yeah. there's financial interests, religious interests, ideological interests, all that stuff. And people are just, you know, oh yeah, pulling, pulling a rope. Turns out there's millions of tables with seven people at it and millions yeah. of shadowy rooms and, <laughs> exactly and they're all out to fuck you but yeah. uh it's not right. just the and they're one. all okay except for that one table with the white people <laughs> <laughs> oh no. those were the real guys who were doing it it's not racist it's fact <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah oh, we can man. say this because we know white people can take a joke that's oh. true it's true. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> just getting spicy. <laughs> uh, but not too spicy for white people jokes. 
<laughs> good, 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 good. Uh, so, yeah, I was interested in how closely or how aligned you've been from this whole podcasting 2.0 evolution and the next kind of jump up in the delivery and interaction of all this stuff. Obviously, you're somewhat connected with the Albi wallet, and um, I know that people have been putting splits in you for helping uh, get set up and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, very humbled about that because uh, honestly, I have been looking for my entry point into all of this mm. and uh turns out that that's actually a lot more difficult than I thought. Um so so um most of the podcasting uh, 2.0 thing happened um well started I guess you know um in a similar time frame as the whole covid thing. I mean, when things were really yep. starting to pop off. And that was also the time when I um, wasn't sure about my own involvement in anything tech-related beyond just keeping no agenda on the current infrastructure running. So this was a period... Uh, also, my second guy, uh, guy, little guy, was born So uh, in uh, 2020. I have to think here. Very nice. Feel the breath of my wife you know, <laughs> uh, in my neck. Yeah. Get the, get the year right. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so we were we were um, we were in a kind of a kind of a period where just focusing on tech stuff was very difficult for me, and I've been feeling guilty ever since mm. for not knowing enough about podcasting 2.0. So again, it's just. The, the minimum stuff Adam asked us uh, or asked me for, um, for example, to um, get uh, the uh, the IPFS node working. Sure. Got that done. Um, then there were issues because uh, we weren't, uh, our infrastructure wasn't sending out the proper uh, CORS, the chorus headers, yep. which are apparently a thing. I didn't even know what they were uh, mm, until somebody yeah. brought it up. But the nice thing about, um, about where I am at right now is that I'm pretty quick at picking up all the stuff that needs to happen. Um, but uh, other than that, I've been very interested in learning more about this, uh, finding um, my way into all of this, and at the same time trying to manage a house with two uh, kids yep. and, uh, and uh, a wife who's, uh, who's a psychiatrist, so she has long days and... Uh, it turns out that 24 hours in a day is actually just not enough oh, for, tell for, me for these it. things. How did my 24-year-old self do all this? I mean, I'm still, <laughs> I'm kind of amazed at the energy, you know, the quickness of learning about these things and all yep. of this. Right now, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading stuff and when I need to do something, I can figure it out. But then the, the the part where you try to expand your horizon, that part mm. has just, it's, it's been a little bit difficult for me. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, what should I do? Should I listen to all of the podcasting 2.0 shows starting with one? Or um, I don't know. It's just, it's, um, and it's, also. It's a tough proposition because all this stuff keeps shifting and changing since it's, you know, literally being built brick by brick. Right. Uh, but for me, that was the black hole of gravitational pull to actually learn stuff. I mean, the podcasting 2.0 happened at the same time where I was like looking to maybe shift to uh, some kind of an IT uh, career. Okay, uh, cool. 
And so I took a boot camp. And mm-hmm. while I was in the boot camp, I also heard about podcasting 2.0. So we got a node set up in December of 2020. And that was back when only only Sphinx were doing boosts. Like you had to get in the Sphinx chat and make a Sphinx tribe in order to be able to receive any of these lightning boosts. And right. uh, it was all just so nuts and crazy and inaccessible. But that's what taught me about all of the rest of the stuff. So like I had used Bitcoin for a number of years, but really didn't have much understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had ran websites for years and years, but didn't really have a great fundamental understanding of any of the underlying code aside from just HTML tags. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the same with podcasting and RSS. Like I didn't really even, I wasn't familiar with RSS in general. I just kind of used hosts to post my thing and that was pretty much it so the podcasting 2.0 world and show and sphere really i think that was that was my my school (laughs) right i see i see yeah rss on its own is a very interesting thing if it wasn't for adam the mp3 connection to rss would have never existed Mm -hmm. and that's just that's just it changed the world it's crazy big applause for him because it's just but um, whenever I bring up this concept of podcasting 2.0, I always start with, well, right now it's possible that you download a show, you listen to a certain segment, and let's say that the uh, host of the show is playing some music. Then the, uh, the person who is managing the uh, metadata for the show can configure it so that when you... Um, listen to that song only during that song a certain amount of your donation goes to uh, the people who produce that song and they can decide how to split it up further and people are like wow that's so cool that's so great how does it work and then I say bitcoin and that's when people automatically shut off yeah Yeah, I think it's all that so... That is the number one struggle for people to keep thinking that this is the, is cool. Like, it's, oh, this is very cool, but you need a special thing for it that right now is just not in my scope of vision. Yeah, I think that uh, it's just a time thing, really. Frankly, uh, I've I, not really... That's what it is. I agree. The it's, thing is that it's at early a enough point, that people don't understand that, uh, mm. you know, and, and, and it's, it's cross borders too. So like, you know, people mm-hmm. there in the, uh, in the Netherlands are going to want to interact with that currency versus the Canadians want to interact with their currency versus I want to get dollars into my bank here in the right. U S and, uh, What's really taken for granted is the between exchange rates and fees and transfers and protocols, like it's really tough to do something internationally and have it be efficient cheap, at all. Efficient, cheap, but, uh, quick. But Bitcoin, uh, is, it just takes right. what uh, we've done with speech and with audio on RSS and on the internet and puts money on the same rails. Right. And that's all true. But... As soon as you you are um, like people are on board with that, you know, uh, thing, um, uh, like theoretically, right? But as soon as a connection 
needs to be made with the tangible, that's too difficult for people to um, to figure out. So my wife was like, oh, cool, this podcasting 2.0 thing. My wife, she loves um, uh, the uh, podcast Adam is doing with his wife. It's just, oh, yeah. you know, she's always listening to that. Curry and the um, Keeper, yeah. Curry and the Keeper. And um, uh, she was like, oh, I love this so much. Uh, Adam has a great wife. I really want to uh, show my support uh, to her especially, but to the show as well. I want to figure out how to do these these boosts. And she was like, how, where do I start? And I said, well, first is we need to get an exchange. Then we need to send uh, money over to the Lightning Network to your node. And then you can send that out to multiple booths. And she was like, okay, that's too difficult. Can you do it for me? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll do the first four steps and get you your own, you know, uh, account, Bitcoin account on uh, one of the exchanges and uh, and so on. But th- this is the technological barrier that's, um, for the people listening to this is almost insanely easy because they understand the steps. But for people who need to figure out the steps, there is so much bullshit along the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Where people are distracted by which exchange do I use? Oh, I should, should, should I use this exchange? And then people come back and they say, well, no, not really that exchange, but you can use this exchange. Okay, so I'll use Binance. Well, no, you can't really use Binance because Binance is forbidden in the Netherlands, but right. you can use such and so. Okay, so now I need to add a withdrawal wallet. Okay, yeah, you can do that, but you need to confirm it over email and... It's just, it's, oh. Can I tell you what clears it all up? And you can call sure. me a lunatic and say I'm, uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> what clear, I think. What clears uh-huh. it all Go up, ahead. what clears it all up, uh, is you build your own lightning node and then mm-hmm. you just keep using the Bitcoin as money and you just, you receive it and you send it around and then you just, you just keep it there. You don't turn it into any other money. You just have now a free freedom money, which you can yeah. use as money. And then, you Agreed. know, it's going to, it, it gets more useful over time. People, people price watch and they get all jacked up about the price. Uh, but really the price is just a function of its utility. And what is mm-hmm. happening, the, the price is going up as a direct result of this money being more useful over time. And it has only gotten more useful over time. So you're going to want to just keep it as the money it is Bitcoin and just keep using it as the money. Then you don't have to worry about an exchange. You don't have to worry about anybody else fucking you in the ass, which is the whole point of the protocol in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about any of that. It's actually yours, and you can use it. And uh, Lorian is no tech guru. Oh, that's for sure. She's like <laughs> an honorary old person. She has a seat at the old people <laughs> table. But she runs her own umbral. I did not lift a finger to help her get it set up. She... Put it together on yep. a Raspberry Pi. She's run it the whole time, and it's like our most best. It's our best working node. It never goes down. It's always up. Yeah, because I don't fuck with it. I just right. leave it yeah, alone once I got it set up. That's very important. <laughs> like set it up and uh, just leave it alone. And but, um, um, it, no, sh- it, sure. And and this is all true. But there's still the this is still tech stuff that most of the people just like. For example, even if you are comfortable with. Uh, with these things, uh, you know, like work, even just working on your phone or working on your computer or whatever, then there's still so much gray area. Like, for example, how do I use Bitcoin with my business? 
that's very difficult for example like send out a contract and whatever mm-hmm. like i've i'm i'm working on a website for for a gardener and he's like hey man the only thing i want to do is make people's gardens look nice and make people's lawns look nice and cut some trees and then at the end of the day i'm just done i don't even want to start thinking about how to figure this out and um so where i i i kind of uh, um, think that this might be adoptable by people is when we get a connection to fiat currency uh, in a digital form. That is going to be uh, all-out warfare with you know you versus the banks. I mean, they're going to do everything they can and and are doing everything they can to make it as difficult as possible to turn fiat into crypto and yeah. to turn crypto into fiat and uh you know yeah. that, that because that's where they have the ban hammer power like they can regulate right, the, and the come gateway. after you and be that yeah. gateway but like mm-hmm. once once it's over in the bitcoin world and you can send it here and send it there and just keep it there and live in there they don't have any power in that realm they have literally no power in that realm so it's it's tough because it's a mindset flip, and I didn't understand it at all either no, un- exactly. until I you're, ran you're a right. node. Yeah, and then once I was running a node, I was like, "Oh fuck! Like this is mine. I own this shit." So exactly, yeah. I think Beautiful. there's a I think there's an untapped market in getting in and running nodes for people, or even having a node, and then you just set up wallet accounts for people, uh, and just say, you know what, you're on my infrastructure. Here's your wallet and now your business can accept and send to bitcoin and whatever and then you know a lot of people are going to be like well how do i get it into my local fiat currency and and you just let them deal with that you say well you because that's that's where exchanges come in for me yeah i don't answer ideally you don't exactly in a perfect world you don't and are people going to understand that or like that or dig that not now and more people will get it over time but it's just like one of those word of mouth things where there's nothing that you can really sit down and explain to people to make them understand. They have to, they have to see it on their own because otherwise it just sounds like a fucking scam or some kind of uh, dangerous shit, you know? Well, do you know, the thing is that you just made uh, one certain entity, your biggest enemy, and that's the tax authority. Sure. So that's, that's, Eventually, where this whole thing is going to boil down to is taxes. And taxes are the one uh, means that we have of keeping a society afloat, is we all put money into this black hole and we trust the elected people to spend that money wisely. But if we don't have the whole taxes system, then, or at least if we have a system outside of the tax system, then that is going to make all those people who are trying to support the entire infrastructure very, 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 very nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's happening. So you see, and and that's where there's a link with business. There's a link with uh, criminal activity, of course. There's uh, there's so many, many, many. Oh yeah, know, it's it's a just, definite tangled web. I mean, it uh, it yeah. just strikes at the whole heart of. Uh, it's hard to keep the corruption rolling. It's hard to keep, uh, I don't know. Oh man, so much. It's a, it's a threat to a lot of the, uh, the current working order, you know? And so 
Right. Where's it going to go? So, I don't know. But the nice thing about it is like. Well, smart money is on um, realizing that this is going to stick around the Bitcoin thing mm-hmm. or the cryptocurrency thing or whatever. So there has to be a certain um, point, I guess, in, let's say, hypothetical negotiations sure. where there's a compromise where people do accept that there's some form of uh, legalese connected to the currency flow and that there is some um, point of uh, financial freedom for people. So these are, this is like, like where, where these things cross, that's where we need to go to. And right now, uh, a, a, a part that is, in my opinion, is a little bit too big is with the anarchistic um, uh, Bitcoin approach, which also, incidentally, is uh, the Noster network, which is sure. kind of in that space, which is ultimately where I, uh, why I ended up not really liking Noster is because um, it's a very cyberpunky kind of network where... Yeah. Uh, even if you say the word tax, you just get shunned by people yep. informally. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, opinions about uh, all of you know what should be and how to properly run a society, and can you know can a government even be trusted to take the money and put it where it's supposed to do after right. <laughs> centuries of proving that they never ever do? Uh, yeah, it's but they kind of do and they kind of don't. Though. They kind of do and kind of don't. But there's, there, are, there is infrastructure, uh, but if you look at the quality of the roads, then in many parts of the world, the quality of the roads is bad. But when they laid the roads, you know, those were looking great. They just weren't maintained anymore. Yep. So it's, it's, it's kind of this whole thing where we need to stay productive and I just, um, we try to not get corruption to creep in. And that is something different from not even allowing any form of legalese to enter this space because, sure. yeah, but that's just how, how I look at these things is, um, no, no, you need, you need to find a balance with all these things. There will always, I think be a, uh, common ground just as, uh, out of necessity of nothing else. Like yeah. it's nice to have all these different ideas come together and, and, battle out because the result of all the battling is is the middle ground you know like and so you'll have people trying to change minds and and win sides and tug of warring when really like we're just all contributing to what is this middle ground at least that's how i see yeah, it kinda, yeah kind of yeah kind of and and there's also just there is a form of you know, uh, I mean, this all stems from the monopoly on violence is right. the state has the monopoly on violence. Yep. Uh, uh, and the state is always something that will be an institution that will be uh, tried to be, you know, destroyed by people not agreeing with the institution. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> let's, let's keep it at that. I agree with you. <laughs> uh, speaking of interesting, we did get another Voicemail. It looks like a short and sweet one. A voicemail? A little voicemail, yeah. My my voicemail. V-O-V-O-I-D-S. <laughs> voicemail. Yeah, we got a voicemail. <laughs> hey, Sir Scandinavian calling. Uh, love to hear Void Zero back on the airwaves. Excellent. Keep it up. Love y'all. 
Much love. I oh, love you. Sir, <laughs> hey, cool. Sir Canadian, Sir Scandinavian checking in. Right on. Sir Scandinavian, man, I love you. Great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> For your voicemail. Cool. I your want, voicemail. I wanted to kind of uh, talk a little bit more about this idea of what, what you're trying to shift into or get into because I was looking around on your site, noagenda.ninja. Oh, yeah. Cool. And uh, <laughs> I think it's important to tell the bowlers about noagenda.ninja. And you've got kind of some uh, projects listed here and also some goals, which I think are, um, you know, some some humble, realistic goals. You just need a new uh, computer because your desktop is 10 years old. Yeah. Oh, man. It's uh, withering away. And uh, you got a little Amazon wish list listed here. <laughs> yeah, I do. In uh, so I guess uh, it's it's manually updated. I guess I need to uh to make the percentage a little bit higher than this, but not by much because uh yeah, it's not really uh uh it's not been growing as I hoped it would. But that's also because I'm like ah uh, well you know I'll I'll try to keep doing this on my laptop. Um yeah, it's uh it's like portfolio site. It's um it's where I uh, I I. I, I well, you know, the initial thought was I'm going to keep this updated with stuff that's been happening. And of course, as any uh, decent blog, uh, you know, has, it always stops like, like after two or three posts. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> no it's, different with mine. It's like the guys that reach out to you and they say, hey, I like Linux. I like tech. I like no agenda. Yeah. How can I help? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my OnlyFans? Uh, no. Where's your, where's your OnlyFans? There's a, there's a link. Oh, actually, I did see that. I did see that because uh, I was crawling, crawling through here last time. Um, this is directly from your OnlyFans. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows what that's all about. <laughs> gotcha. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, uh, people can look there. Uh, there's a, there's just the way to uh, support yours truly here. Um uh, because as much as I enjoy to do this, I need a working computer. And no doubt. right now money's a little bit tight on my end. So people who are, uh, able to chip in, well, uh, there's a, there's a couple of ways they can, they can do that and be assured that all the proceeds do go into that special wallet. That's, uh, been, uh, saving up some cash for a new computer and I want it to be a nice computer that, you know, works for longer than three years or something. Sure. So uh, a, little a future new proof. development box. Yeah. And or as so. much as you can. <laughs> it's hard to totally yeah, future proof exactly. yourself, but you can do pretty good. I, I, I'm trying. Just, you know, keep supporting the old protocols. And uh, yeah. Do you know, No Agenda used to have a gopher server. I mean, speaking of old protocols, Ooh, it's just. I don't even know what that is. For, yeah, for a couple of years. Um, well, uh, br browsers used to be able to support two protocols that were equally uh, as much in use back in the uh, like in the Netscape days, like mm. before uh, HTML really became pretty, and that was the Gopher protocol, and uh, this was a different way of presenting data to uh, people. Um, of course, HTML one. Uh, eventually, mm -hmm. um, but this was also a way of browsing information on a network. 
in the same way that HTML is able to do that right now with hyperlinks, yes. Gopher also used to do uh, used to be able to do that in a more uh, a low bandwidth kind of a environment. I see. So it's it's all just text, and if you need a picture, you click a link, and then the picture opens. And it was just one of these old cool protocols that I don't know. It, maybe ten years ago, just ten years ago, it was pulled out by uh, by browsers. Maybe Firefox was the first one to decide. Well, okay, we're not going to uh, support Gopher anymore. Hmm. But it, w- it used to be like a like this a very funny uh, protocol that uh, I think is still in code base, you know, of the browsers in in some places because your browser starts acting really funny when you type Gopher colon slash slash and then a URL. Oh yeah. So. Uh, it's just a little bit of internet lore that Interesting. just pops up. Yeah, I have to read about that. <laughs> I do have a couple of uh, questions that came in through the chat room, including uh, Dug It Up wants to know: Do new EU data laws GDRP affect the network and or keep you up at night? They don't keep me up at night at all. Um, the reason is that we are in an. Um, the jurisdiction we are in is not um, obvious. I don't know. Very nice. I don't know where mm-hmm. we are. Uh, we have servers in France and we have servers in Canada. Um, the, the the website, noagendashow.net, uh, um, which is managed by Coded Monkey, mm-hmm. Tim. He, he did a great job. He also... He, uh, I don't think it's live yet, but he built a new version of Dvorak.org slash NA. Oh, nice. That, that um, let me just check, as of now, is still not on there. Dvorak's got to find his password, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that might oh, take man. a while. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's hidden in the last chapter of the Vinegar Book, actually. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or uh, there, were, there were other talks about books and shows like... I think one of the earliest thing mentions about a about a feature show for No Agenda was oh man it's it's, it's in my brain somewhere but it's, I guess it was like a theological show or something. John's been promising to do that for ages until mm. finally Adam decided to uh, to uh, let that one go. Oh, there's a Cotton Gin just posted in the chat room that there's now a noagendadonations.com. Let me check it out. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Just uh, hit the old uh, browser here. This looks fancy. Got a little peerage tab. Yeah, yeah it looks right. It, does this look right? I don't know. I don't know if it, this is the one. Um, I'll get back to you on that Cotton Gin <laughs> after the show, but... Um, uh, where were we? Yeah, Tim. Oh, yeah, of course. Tim's also uh, one of those great creators who uh, creates, uh, you know, content for us at no um, no return, just a volunteer. So, uh, of course, also uh, keep Timmy your prayers. Um, so about the uh, jurisdiction, GDRP, all that stuff. No, it. Uh, we are we are not really. Well, we are not a business. Uh, this is. Um, in that sense, not a business in that we are uh, delivering services that you need to pay for. It's all donation-based. 
And as long as it's donation-based, I think that there are different laws. But also, the, the, uh, one of the very important things people need to know about No Agenda is um, uh, that we don't, uh, well, I mean, don't collect data is always, you know, a little bit controversial statement. We don't um, look at the data that is collected by default. So, for example, the access logs of, of web servers and where does traffic flow and all that stuff. We believe that it doesn't give you a reliable picture of what is uh, happening in reality. Mm. Like there's one IP address and it downloads an MP3. Does that tell us anything about how many people are listening to it? No. It just says this one thing. There is one IP address that is downloading a chunk of data. Sure. So from the get-go, uh, Adam has always said, uh, don't create uh, like uh, statistics or collect da data about numbers. Just look at the raw bandwidth. And mm. as long as the bandwidth is as it is right now and we can... I, I guess the only thing Adam looks like in terms of statistics is how many people are listening to the live show, which has more mm -hmm. than doubled uh, during the COVID years. But um, so that's pretty cool. It's it's a very high number. Um, uh, 2,000 uh, over like 2,500 people on your live stream on Thursday or uh, a Sunday. That's a pretty high number, especially for people who are not, using, um, you know, a, a, a centralized platform that is built on uh, growing uh, viewers like, like a Twitch or YouTube or, you know, that kind of thing. This is all self-built. And for that, 2,000 or 2,500 or 3,000 listeners is just is a big, big, big deal. Totally. But we know from the bandwidth usage... And the fact that we require at least five operational servers, that no agenda uh, is, is just, it's, it's huge. And uh, we don't know exact numbers. Yeah, that's wild. I so think that's that also, the, yeah, the only that's also just important to know for people that we don't, you know, like, for example, on the IC server, uh, we don't collect IP addresses nice. or like uh, people have to register with an email address that's just so that there is uh, one additional uh, action people need to take to register their nickname to prevent spam from happening, but the email addresses aren't collected or anything. It's just, it's, uh, we don't really care as long as people just donate to the show. <laughs> That's the, uh, the most important matrix, I guess. You metric. bring up uh, statistics, and I think like in the podcasting 2.0 uh, universe, there's the, the OP3 statistic gathering service that i think was pioneered by john spurlock if i'm not mistaken uh and i i have had this like just on the edge of my radar just heard it talked about but not uh actually dipped my toe into i don't know if you know anything um about it yourself or if you've used it or seen numbers uh op3 op3 uh op3.dev is where you can find the site about it. it's the open podcast prefix project Oh, and that's the first time. Essentially, you can just prepend a uh, uh, a URL in front of your uh, episode, you know, the URL for the enclosure in the item. Okay, right. And then the traffic gets, like, 
redirected through this service that collects all the statistics on it. I don't. I see. Okay. I don't know much further than that, <laughs> frankly. But it uh, sounds like it's a little bit of like uh, similar to one of those counters you used to have on the website, sure. where there's a globe and a counter, like you know, a visitor counter. Um, we've never been sure about how reliable those statistics are, but more sure. importantly, we never wanted to make that something that might or might not keep us awake at night. Right. So Adam always said, just, just don't even bother uh, using something that collects the statistics. Yep. We will know people appreciate this because of the value for value model that is, you know, the foundation of all of this. Totally. And I think that's the key to like the, where we gauge, we don't look at download numbers. What we gauge is, you know, the value coming back in terms right. of the boostograms, yeah. in terms of who hits the PayPal, in terms of voicemails, in terms of like who's in the IRC chat. We got 40 people in the Bull After Bull channel right now. No, not all of them are human, but most of them are human. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are kind of the direct barometers that we look at to measure what's going on and, you know, what, what are we doing right or wrong and like who's who's out there. Downloads. Right, and, and the rest is fun, but it's all only like a toy. Yeah, it's you like pure You play with for a little bit and then see how it works and, oh, cool, it collects. Yeah. But it's not really something that you want to uh, build a business on. And for uh, a business, even an endeavor like No Agenda, there's a business side to it. Sure. It's uh, the, the business side to it is that it has to be possible to make a living out of it for the people who put most energy into it, which is John and Adam. And um, that's as far as the business goes. No commercials, no, um, um, uh, you know, uh, sales reports or uh, statistic gathering about uh, localities or whatever. So from the get-go, we've 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 never really done anything with access logs. And the other day, I uh, I uh, logged into all servers just to look at how big are the access logs, and I was like, oh heavens, <laughs> I think I need to compress these and uh, start again because before you know the hard drives fill up too much. But sure. that's what we do with our access logs. Is, Absolutely nothing. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be, oh, indeed. Uh, I had one other question that came in earlier on the IRC from Tunta. He's He asks, he's curious if there's a succession plan in place. I think he's really just interested <laughs> in knowing if you're the designated survivor. Point zero. Oh, <laughs> uh, In terms of age, I might be, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody yeah. knows anything uh, about the future. Um, I think there, uh, as far as the future goes, there's just one metric, and that's how much fun. Uh, for me personally, the most important metric has always been if I work in something and I, you know, really uh, devote my time and energy into it. I want to get a little bit more energy out, even if it's just a little bit more energy out than I put into it. Yeah. For No Agenda, this has always been the case. Um, but if not, then you have to pick up the signal that you might be uh, interacting with something that is toxic. And I think that this is the same 
metric that John and Adam are, are going by is, does this still give me more in terms of energy, fun, than uh, I'm putting into it? And sure. for as far as, you know, for as long as that, as the answer to that is yes, uh, we will keep going. I think but it's nobody the, knows what the future brings. Right now, uh, for me, it's the, it's the most uh, important thing is that uh, I need to find enough uh, backup customers so that sure. in case No Agenda does implode or whatever, uh, you know, I can still stay afloat. But that's, I mean, that's this is my my personal, uh, uh, I don't know, um, uh, challenge that I'm I'm dealing with right now. But other than that. It's just, it's just this, it, it has to be fun and yeah. a backup plan. Absolutely not. But right. um, it depends on if we see something, uh, you know, coming towards us at the horizon. Like, is there time to prepare for anything else? And if there is, then um, it probably will not be something that will... Um, like be a no agenda 2.0. I mean, that's all just building on on the great thing that Adam and John have been doing. And I, I, I doubt that that will be able to survive on its own. Probably something that nobody knows about right now will, um, you know, like magically appear out of nowhere. Sure. And people will pick up on that and that will be fun and whatever. Uh, so yeah. we, we kind of touched some of the surface of the uh, stream, the 24-hour stream, the No Agenda stream. But uh, right. I kind of am interested in the origin of that. And also I know that kind of Bimrose came in at some point and is now like the guy who curates that list. And he's the one mm -hmm. that got us onto the stream uh, a, couple, a few years back. Uh, how did that all come into play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was... Uh created well the first thing was created by my predecessors uh in terms of building something around the no agenda show as it was back then mm. so there was a desire to um keep an audio stream going after no agenda ended so sure. at first we had no agenda live which was a shoutcast server um that Adam uh, would stream to and people could listen. And then after the stream ended, uh, it would just be disconnected. Uh, of course, that wasn't optimal. So uh, the guys, uh, Frank and Alex, decided, well, let's try to make it, a, make it an actual radio station. And Frank worked very hard to, uh, to um, get content outside of No Agenda that would just keep everything running. And the downside for Adam was he had to contact Frank every time he wanted to do something on the stream, which wasn't just no agenda. There were other things he wanted to sometimes make daily source codes and whatever. Sure. But every time he had to uh, uh, send uh, uh, Frank a message or call him up and say, hey, I would like to go online in like 10 minutes. Could we do that? And that was just not optimal. Definitely. So um, that was existing for i don't know like like four or five six years and uh, when we moved to our own uh uh infrastructure that no agenda footed the bill of um that was taken over first with another shoutcast server and just you know like a windows server that would play content 
And meanwhile, I was building that whole liquid soap thing. And once that was working, we were out of that whole thing where Adam had to let anyone know that he wanted to go online, which was just, it was a little bit of a hassle, especially if he was traveling and it would be in the Netherlands, for example, visiting family or friends or whatever. And uh, then he had to, uh, you know, change his time zones, but still figure out how late can I... uh, can I go online? How late do I need to call Frank? Uh, what if he's uh, doing an incident uh, uh, handling? Uh, I, I want to go online at a consistent time. So all that stuff, that was really the uh, the foundation for building something that would just... Uh, well, I mean, so there's right now we just have a layered approach where Adam has his own way of logging into the server. And... Um, he just takes over the stream. As soon as he logs into the server, there's an internally, there's something that um, uh, forwards the stream to, well, to be really technical, forwards it to the end of the show um, so that when Adam disconnects, <laughs> the next file um, starts playing. <coughs> Got a little bit of a, f- uh, a, f- a frog in my throat. Oh. Give me a sec. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, that's um, that's a nice, clever solution. And so, as far as other shows appearing live on there, I'm I'm curious if you uh... they are the second layer. So, let's say somebody is um, is streaming on the noise in the stream. Mm-hmm. Then, when Adam connects, he just overrides all of that. Yeah. And the second per, the second layer overrides the third layer, which is the twenty four seven content. Gotcha. So um, the 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 trick. This is the only way I figured out how to be able to do this. Is that when somebody logs into the uh, the Nogena stream, um, it just forwards to the end of the of the show, which effectively just you know uh, stops and terminates and waits until it can continue playing again which is when the person logs off so we've got a like a one-to-one ratio of playing a tune and playing an mp3 uh, of a bumper or a show uh, like uh, you you guys can even uh, send one in and we'll we'll add it to the mix or oh, people man, who I've, are listening i've been uh thinking about doing a no agenda bumper for years that i just <laughs> yeah do it i keep cool. forgetting about it I need oh to, we I are really desperate for that kind of content yeah. because it just we add it all to one big file uh directory and um, uh, it just uh, plays, you know, one after the other. So we've got like, uh, um, we've got one where I asked uh, one of uh, Adam's Dutch friends, uh, Roderick, who is a, a broadcaster in the Netherlands, um, to uh, produce a bumper. And I added all of these uh, podcasts around the clock. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, ding, 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 ding. that's uh, one of uh, Adam's friends that I just edited and uh uh, made for him as one of a one of the birthday presents, I think, for Adam. Like, hey, this is cool. Here's one of your yeah. best friends. I know Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher has a couple, and Nick the Rat, Fletcher, and, yeah, and Darren O, and, and I have one. Yep. You're listening to the Noise in the Stream. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, sure. People who want to add stuff uh, to uh, to the bumpers, and feel free to, of course, mention your own show. Hey, this is a name producing show. You can listen to us live or down or visit us at website. Mm. You're listening to the noise in the stream. 
something like that. Just make something cool and we'll add it. Of course. We'll come up with something for sure. Yeah. And then if it goes past uh, Sir Ben Rose's uh, cruciatingly uh, high bar oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> curation, then, uh, no, 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 don't worry. It's, it's all good. <laughs> right on. Uh, yeah, that's, it's wonderful. Like, that's the whole, in terms of a community, man, like, between the stream and the IRC, that has been yeah. really the, the Petri dish in which we have just naturally grown out. Right. Yeah. Like, like, for example, if you are at a, at a meetup, yeah. Like if you're at a meetup, just record a bumper there and just, you know, make something cool and we'll, we'll put it on there and people can hear it yeah. and they can like, Whoa, wait a second. There's a Kansas meetup. Let me look that up and people hear it and they can connect with you guys. Well, uh, that's a great idea. That'll be on the top of my to-do list. <laughs> um, great. Dang, we've we passed the two hour mark already in just a flash. I feel like we've yeah. been like uh, given the <laughs> the grand tour of No Agenda history in a, in a technical sense. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, even with absolutely the, the time zone difference and everything. I'm so glad yeah. that we made it work, and uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Once you sounds uh, great. Sure. Once you get in and run a couple lightning nodes, and then. Uh, <laughs> Revolutionize your yeah. uh, your value for value consulting business here. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely catch up uh, again. Awesome, awesome. Well, th thanks. It's been a hoot. Absolutely. Really enjoyed it. And uh, not just for myself, but on on behalf of all of our com collective communities, we really thank you for the zero node uh, infrastructure and and for being able to deliver the show in this way that's kind of future-proof and sensor-proof and it doesn't really rest on the shoulders of one individual who could like break their toys and walk away like this is really independent all of us. It's independent and collective yeah. at the yeah. same time it's just such a yeah. beautiful thing that that you've helped create we really appreciate everything that you've done it's an honor I really mean that. It's very humbling. I I really I'm so thankful that people are enjoying it. Keep doing that. Keep showing your support. Sh show your support to No Agenda, but especially also show your support to all of the indie developers, the uh, you know the small shows, just whatever you enjoy. Let people know that you're enjoying it. I'm saying that to everyone because that's just that's what keeps us all going. Is just connections from people to people. Definitely. And hit awesome. uh, noagenda.ninja. Help help Void Zero get a new machine, man. Get me that new machine, guys. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the I Christmas goal. Laptop. It's not enough. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> so yeah, here we go. It. Thanks. Much love uh, to all the bowlers out there hanging out. Uh, we will be back at it Tuesday night, 9 Central, on the Mighty No Agenda stream, taking over right after DHN Plug wraps up. Uh, just as always... So thank you so much. We love you. And until then, you know I will stay Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I will always be Dame DeLorean. Until next In time, bowl. bowlers. In the bowl. May your bowls <laughs> burn ever brighter. Woo! Dance and move your legs around. This is big. Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Mm -hmm.
<laughs> so good. The truth can be a drug. Oh shit! Yes. Oh shit! Yes. It's so overtly sexual. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. 